Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Right now, you have a car, all right? But if I told you you do not have a car, you are a car, it takes a different meaning. Am I right? Guys, can you respond a bit? Yeah. yeah. So I can go. So I don't have to go back and start again. All right. Okay, that's not a threat. But then, you do not have a spirit. You are a spirit. Because it is, if you can grab this one singular concept, your Christian life will just run on rails. Now, you're a spirit that lives in a body. So you are not your body. You're not your body. So the body is made up of um, 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 humus. That's the human body, soil. Humus is like the, the root word for soil, you know. And that's why when you die, you, and then you go back to soil, decay and all that stuff. So you are not this body. You are not, your body is like a container. Your spirit is the real deal. Your spirit. Now, your spirit is living in your body. Very, very important. Remember that. So, because your spirit is living in your body. And most times when Freddy comes and he's talking about how that you cannot, you cannot dwell on the things your body has done or you've done. The spirit never dies. But the body dies. Am I right? I mean, have you ever seen anybody that I mean, yeah, has lived anybody that has lived forever. So the body is dust. It's the building. One day it eventually collapses. And then, you know, and then the spirit lives forever. And then, I want to take you back to earth. I want to take you back to earth. Now, for you to function in earth, let me stand up a bit. I think I've gotten the strength a bit. If you guys don't mind. For you to function on earth, you need a body. So, the Lord said, I was in um, Genesis, Genesis, is it 128? 128, 126, 128. Let us make man in our own image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. I mean, that's a scripture you know. So, God made man and he made the earth. I'll tie it up. I know you're asking why is, what does this have to do with prayer? Don't worry, I'll tie it up. And then, the earth Man has dominion over the earth. Man has dominion over the earth. A man is a spirit. But to function in the world, man needs dust, body, humus, whatever it is, clay. So man is not a clay. Man is a spirit. Now, the earth was, so I don't have to go long, but there were occupants of the earth before we came. But he took it and gave it to us. So we have dominion over it now. You understand that clearly. So the devil and his cohorts and all that stuff. To function in the world, a spirit needs a body. Do you understand? So that explains why you are here. So you got a body. So you have a right to this earth. So the day you fall, your body falls, you become an 
if you are if you're on earth, you illegal occupants. So that explains the reason why demons want to possess people. Are you guys grabbing me? So it explains why demons have to possess. You know, have you ever wondered, ah, demons, can't they just operate? Can't spirit just operate? Because the dominion of the earth belongs to the man that is existing in this container. So the day the man leaves this container, he's out. And then he doesn't have, he can't exercise dominion. Track me. So the next statement. So, you know that, that um, so basically your most powerful weapon on earth is your your body. Your body. Your body is like your most powerful weapon. Because if you lose your body, you become an illegal occupant here. So, demon, and I wrote down, demon possession is simply illegal spirits trying to become legal. Because if you don't have legality in a place, I mean, do you understand? So, you could actually walk into a GT bank now, this, or this night or something, and you're not legally supposed to be there at this time. So, you may be there and then you're, you're hiding and hiding, but once you're found out, you're deported, my brother. I'm not sure that's the... So, because God gave man dominion over the earth. Please track with me. Genesis 1. Dominion over the earth. God did not share that dominion with man. God gave man exclusive dominion over the earth. God did not share that. So God is not... It's important. I'll tie it up with prayer. Your prayer life. So once you change... If you change your thinking, you understand why you should press in. Now because God gave man dominion over the earth. God did not say, okay, so I'm sharing this dominion with Makochi. He said, this man, anyone that has this thing, he has a license to do and undo on the earth. So God has power, but we have authority over the earth. So we can decide to reach people. We can decide to, you know, do the things you're supposed to do here. But you see, there are, two, there, are, there are two words, like I told you. And every of those words is trying to gain as much traction as they can, they can on earth. So the demons possess people illegally to carry out illegal things on the earth. Though legal things. Are you tracking with me? So the demons possess people and then once they are in those people, they use them to do all sorts of things. So it explains why today you are hearing that some people take, took, took a gun and they are in Nairobi, they are killing people. Do you understand? It, they are not operating on, they are not the ones. That, do you understand? Someone has taken over them and they are doing the biddings of the kingdom that they belong to. God needs you. God needs me. God needs as many bodies as possible to carry out the things that he wants to do on earth. Because he, God, will not do it. He, God, will not do that. So, he needs you to get into media, for instance, and then let his kingdom, the way, remember, the way a king operates in his domain, so you bring the kingdom of God to the culture. See, because people, when people hear the kingdom of God, they're always associated with a place, a geographic location. It's a system, a way things are done, like the way we function here. So there's a way we do at the tribe. So when we come to the tribe, we don't insult each other. It's a way, we, it's our domain. Eh? 
It's okay. Can can you, let's not lose let's not lose it. I don't want to lose the thought. Now, if you live here and you head to your office and, and they say, "Oh, he's a tribe." I'm just using that word really. I mean, it sounds like tuba anyway. But <laughs> he's a tribe. How do you know him? You can guess that someone is from a, a behaves in a certain way. You can say, "Ah, these guys, these people, they look like they are deeper life." Because, because they behave, their kingdom. No. It's okay. Yes, yes. So their kingdom, there's a certain culture that they have. There's a way they greet people. There's a way they treat their fellow human beings. There's a way they raise their children. There's a way they say the things they say. There's a way they do their business. Do you understand? There's a way they do their business. And on and on and on and on and on and on and everything. So, I think we followed thus far because I want, I want to tie it up. So, God needs people to actually get his kingdom to the ends of the earth. To dominate the different sectors of the earth, the different places you need to go and influence it. Now, so, it brings me back to this another way of saying that there's nothing on earth that can happen without the cooperation of a human being. Because humans, they have the dominion. They have the authority. Do you understand? They have the dominion. They, are, they own the authority. So, it's just like if you walk into Imagineering, for instance, Fedi has the authority there to say what will happen in the company and what will not happen. So, you can't show up and say, all the staffs, everybody should wear red tomorrow. Do you understand? You need to go to him and say, Fedi, I think if everybody wears red, it will be good. So, he now gives the offer authority. I don't know if, if you understand me. And then the same way with Nigeria, the government has authority over this country. It determines what will happen and all that and everything. So let's move on. So you see the reason why I said the human is like the most powerful force on it. You. And I'm, please, I need you to actually understand that I'm not talking about a people from a celestial because you know, some people when they hear human they remove themselves. And then they say the human is the most important. No, I'm talking about you. So, if I use human now, can you think in singular, not in plural? And then you begin to, you begin to tie this. So, the human. So, you. So, say I. I'm the most important. The most powerful force on earth. Why? Why? Because everybody is competing for your body. Every spirit is competing for Even though they didn't create you. But you have the different, the two worlds. They are all competing to get a hold of you. Once they get a hold of you. That's why you see, when God says the heart of man is desperately wicked, he understands that if the wrong spirit gets into you, there's no, you cannot quantify the damage that spirit can do. So you, it takes you back to, you wonder why Hitler will order that people should be killed, incinerated. It's because the evil that the wrong spirit can do, there's no limit to it. Is if, you, if you've thought that there's evil, there's even more. that it can, it, it, There's no great to it. Now, let's go. Don't worry, I'll tie it up. Just, just track with me. Now, I want to take you back to something that happened in, in uh, though, you, though you are not there, but something that happened in the Garden of Eden. I sounded like I was there. <laughs> All right. So, you see God has created this 
this, um, these two beings, Adam and Eve. And then he has given dominion to them over the earth. And then you see this devil, the father of all lies. He knows that for him to operate here, he has lost dominion. Obviously, fallen in the and he has lost dominion. And for him to operate here, he needs, you know, he needs to possess a body. Do you understand? And then he can do what he needs to do. But he can't possess Adam. Track with me. And he will not possess Eve. So what, what, bodies, what body did he possess? So he enters the serpent. You know, most people think the devil is a snake. But it's, it's okay. So he enters the serpent. And then through the serpent, he was deceived. And then man lost dominion, authority, dominion over the earth. And we know how that story went. So you see, he broke the rule. But there's a, if you're, you're intelligent man, you ask you a question. So, why didn't God possess a lion and then ensure that the, the lion is the snake or something? <laughs> it's, so, it's so tough speaking with Delphine, honestly. Alright, so, why didn't God, you know, just possess something and then just whatever? You see, God is so, is so upright, like, it's just impeccable. So he sees that, ah, this is happening. These people have, they've possessed this, um, the, the serpent. And then God curses the serpent, of course, you know. So from, from when, reading that verse, you understand that the serpent was actually an animal. He, had, he, had, he was moving. So he, he had legs. He had, he had four legs or two legs, I don't know, eight legs, I don't know. But he was moving. So God cursed him that because of this thing you have done, because you've allowed the enemy to use your own body to this. <laughs> Why is it such a clown? All right. Yeah, maybe. Let's not. So, so he causes the serpent and then that's why the serpent is the way it is today. And then God sees this thing. Ah! thing touched him. Ah! This is where I gave dominion and they've lost it. God would have just, just bamboozled this way. Do you understand? As the man, I mean, normal human beings. The first thing you do is, all rules are scattered. We are, we are, we are rearranging. But, you understand? It sounds like somebody I know. But, he, what's that? Makochi. Such, your heart, not Makochi for Christ's sake. So, he would just bump, aura. I mean, you know, remember the game we played at the park the other day. I mean, all rules were turned upside down. Let's, like Nigeria election. Let's scatter it. But this God is so upright. He knows that if he, if he destroys the rule that he has made, because God's war, God's word on earth is law. Is law. So he said, I've given you dominion, and it's irreversible. I have given you dominion. If you lose it, that's a different ball game. But I have given you. I will not come tomorrow and, and collect it from you. So you have this God, and then the, the people have lost dominion. And he could have just cut out the rules, rearrange it, do anything he wants to do. But he says, ah, my word. That's why he can boast on his words. He can say, ha, these words. You can take this, my words, to the bank. It has never failed anybody. I've never failed anybody. I've never failed anybody. So he, he tells it. And sorry, I'm not, but you guys know the scriptures in Genesis, right? So you can go back and just look at it. I just want to be quick. So, ah, 
after cursing the serpent, he now faces the devil. He says, you, you have broken the rule of this game. You have broken the rule of the game, but I'll tell you. You see this woman that you deceived? And you deceived that collected the dominion. It is true this same woman that a greater one will come that will snatch this thing back from you and give it to the people that it rightfully belongs to. So, let's just move on. I just want to um, close it up. Alright. So, immediately all that happened, the Holy Spirit left. Of course, the body is already contaminated. Do you understand? It's already not conducive for living because it's not pure. They've lost dominion and all that stuff. So it comes. And if you read in the whole of the Old Testament, every prophet that experienced the Holy Spirit, it wasn't from inside out. It was that a moment, yeah, it came upon them and then they would, they would display and do what they need to do. And they are out until we showed up. Until Jesus showed up. Sorry. Until Jesus showed up. Eh? Jesus Christ. So, until Jesus showed up and then we have dominion. We have the spirit living in us. I have gone through all these routes to make you understand that, you know, beyond me telling you that God loves you, you need to understand how important you are. How important you are to God. How important your body is to God. And when I mean body, technically, you know, I don't just mean like body, body. Everything that you do, everything that encompasses you. You understand how important you are to God and how important you are to the scheme of things. So when, in January, people say people should fast, a lot of people really don't understand that. When Freddie says, oh, this year, we have to take media, we have to do this, and these are the words that God has given me, we have to war, we have to do this. You need to understand the foundation of the reason why God wants to do. You know, sometimes, haven't you ever asked your question, why doesn't God stop? Like, if you finish doing this one, there's a new one. There's a new project. You're just always going, 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 and everything. Yet, it, this explains it. So, the, the, the Lord's Prayer, the pattern with which we should pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This lines, these words are the will of God for the earth. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the reason why you are here today and you're hearing this. It's because you are one of the people the, I won't call us the few we are the majority. Maybe not in numbers but one with God is majority. We are the majority that needs to get this thing out there. That needs to, in the places where you interface with, you know, there are many places that you go to or you do stuff in, I will never ever get there. But in the places where you get to, the places where you do stuff, your business that you run, that's the, God needs his will to be done in that business, through that business, with that business. So it explains the reason why you see some people like, you are wondering which kind of passion this person gets for this work now. I mean, you see the person, he's conscious, he's thinking, oh my God, we need, to, we need to get a space. Someone needs to sponsor us to get the space. Someone needs to do this. I need to talk to somebody. Some, because the kingdom of God 
has to come on earth and his will has to be done across everywhere. And it will be done in Jesus' name. Alright, now that takes me to the next thing, tying it up. I said I would tie it up, but now I'm tying it up now. <laughs> so, I mentioned earlier, I think I did. I said God has the power, you have the authority. Now, if you have your body, as much as God has the power, and you don't give him authority, he won't use your body. He can't because he has given you back. That dominion will lost, gotten it back. So you have the authority. Do you understand? And so if you go to, if the Nigerian government goes to the Chinese embassy, and they say, in Nigeria, we have the power. And we are saying that there's somebody that ran in there and want the person. They will need the permission and authority of the Chinese president to release that person or to go in there. Do you understand that? So that explains why God is so awesome and powerful. And sometimes a lot of people pray wrong because you pray that God should do it, do it, do it, do it. No. He wants to do it. Do you understand? He wants to do it. God is like, can, can, we, can we start already? Can we start already? But you've got to give him authority. You've got to. So Moses and the children of Israel coming from Egypt. So they get to that water, the Red Sea. Red Sea, yeah. And then Moses is like, ah, God, they don't build. See the water. You know what they see? Is, you've gone to the legacy before, right? That's the beginning of the sea. <laughs> so it's sort of like that. You show up where you can't see end from left or right. You've been there before now. You know, you run in small, you come out. Then you quickly drive your car home before the water swallows you. <laughs> so you have Moses show, show up there. And God said, Moses, I've got the power to part the sea, but give me authority. And Moses picks up his rod and points to the water. And God's power divides the water. Alright? So this guy, eh? Yes, and this guy passes and they get to the other side. Eh? Pharaoh and the people. He has changed his mind. After they told him, Pharaoh, you have lost these guys. So this is the workforce. This is the whole civil service. You've lost them. And they're like, what? Get me my horse. <laughs> Get me my horse and my chariot. Let me take the best men. And let's deal with them. And then Pharaoh is gliding. And Pharaoh gets there. And he says, ah, water has parted. We too, we are entering. I'm not sure what they did. Though. I mean, ideally, yeah, if I was Pharaoh, yeah, when I get there, I will ask, how did the water part? Before I even enter. Like, how, how can you just enter because you saw water parting? I mean, that Pharaoh, yeah, God really had in his heart. Because he lost his mind. Something else has possessed him. For you to see what has parted for a people, you're supposed to turn back and say, sir, these are, they've, they've walked enough for 400 years. They have walked enough for 400 years. Let me just quickly go back. But Pharaoh, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. You know, that's the sign of, that's the sound of a horse. Get it. And he gets to the middle. But Pharaoh, all the children of Egypt have crossed over to the other side. And then Moses again. Humans. Ah, and Moses again, he says, God, please, can you cover it? Cover it. <laughs> and God says, but Moses, I just told you, I have the power. You've got the authority. Point to this thing. Just give me authority. And then Moses turns back and points. You could, if you read it now, it will give you more clarity on that story. And then he turns back and then he covers it. You know some philosophers and theologians and all those people, they said that the water as a den. The sea was like two 
CM or something like that. And I'm saying, hips to drown an entire army. That's even a more bigger miracle. Honestly, if 2CM can drown a, an entire army. My God. My God. So, So, the reason, the reason why everybody's competing for you, every kingdom is competing for you, is because you need the body to do something. God needs your body. He needs your body. He needs your, your, he needs to, the spirit of God needs to come into you. I mean, every one of us have the spirit of God now because we've received it. But I'm, imagine that you understand the people that I'm talking about. But beyond that, even if you've received the spirit, you need to, give it authority for so many things. Prayer is by far the most important kingdom um, to, uh, activity. Every other one is important. But prayer is by far. Because Jesus said that men ought to pray and not faint. And then pray without ceasing. Because when you pray, you take, you, you begin to give that spirit in you the different authorities it needs. You begin to dish out authorities for the different things that needs to be done. So when you pray in the when you pray in tongues, you build yourself up, and then you gradually begin to realize that your will begins to melt. They melt if you've been fasting with authorities. Your will, the things that you want before you wanted to buy a white band. Now you are thinking my, you're, all you are thinking is ah, I need to, I need to, I need to, what was the next, what, what's the next thing? Do we need to preach the gospel somewhere? Do we need to support the work? Do we need to go, I mean, Raya, they are, they are doing the stuff, so it's, um, the, the, the stuff where you guys fed the, the people. The person who has the wrong spirit in them will never bother during Christmas to feed other people. Do you understand? Rather, if they can give you all the gifts in the world, you take it. I mean, that's how the world, the system of the world, not the system of the world, is built to collect gifts. Like, you sit down Christmas and take, take, take. So the system of the world is actually built to take, 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 take. About me, 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 me. So when we're dying to, so I'm sure that if you've, if you've heard this, you understand why we say you need to die to self. You need to die to self. But it's something that the Holy Spirit does for you. It helps you as you pray, as you keen, as you press in. God begins to unveil his agenda for the kingdom on it. Do you understand? So it now becomes that agenda. Sometimes God puts in your heart something really big. That is most times, not even sometimes. He puts in your heart something bigger than you. I mean, ideally in your human mind all the time. But you are not supposed to do immediately everything. You take a step, it shows you another one. You take a step, it shows you another one. You take a step, it shows you another one. You take it. So, it's the law of obedience. Obedience, you unveil one. He opens one chapter. You obey. He opens one chapter and everything. And just like that, you begin to build. And you look, look at yourself two years ago. I'm like, my God, with my human mind, I couldn't have gotten here. Because I've given up my body. God is in my body, but I've given authority to him to do stuff. I've given authority to him to come into my relationship. You know, and then, and that's the reason why when you pray, and I want to say something very important here. So, you remember I talked about God's will. 
Very, very important. God's will. So they, these things are anchored on God's will, not your will. A lot of people actually, when they are praying, they want to force God to do their own will. And because humans are very tricky, so they will gather a group of people and say, God, you know this is your will. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fasting. You know, <laughs> you know this is your will. Like, how will you tell God that this is his will? He knows his will now. He's, he knows this is your will, God. And when you pray, I want to, I want to share a scripture. I'm, I'm not sharing. Alright, so let's go to um, James 5 verse 6. I want to define prayer from everything I've said. Prayer is basically man giving God permission to interfere in earth's affair. So man needs to give God permission to interfere in earth's affair. And that's what prayer is. So the more we pray, the more we press in, the more God interferes in the affairs of the earth through giving him authority, permissions, and all that stuff. So prayer is basically man... Oh, no, no, no. James 5 verse. Sorry, 16, 16. Sorry. Did I say 6? Sorry. How can I have condemned my mother and not say my no? No, so go down. Okay, no, I, I want to start from here. So it's a very popular scripture. So it now ties me to, uh, quickly in five minutes, I want to talk about how to actually press into effective prayer. What is effective prayer? So, James 5 is a popular scripture. The prayer of a righteous man. I really want to read from Amplified. Can I read from Amplified? I like it. Amplified just blows it open and then you see some stuff you're not saying. So everything you ask God must be in line with his will. Confess to one another for your faults. And then, uh, where is it? The earnest. Now, what I need you to look at, is everybody seeing it? But if you have Amplified on your phone, you could, you could see it. The earnest, heartfelt, heartfelt. So the prayer that you do not, you know, just imagine I, I offend, I offend, um, I offend McFoy, and I come to you and say, McFoy, ah, Pastor Foy, please pray for me. At that moment, chances are that the prayer won't be heartfelt. You understand? We just say, ah, God will bless you. God will bless you. It's not in his heart. He's thinking in his heart. This guy, if I slapped him, you'd have. So. Bible says, the earnest, heartfelt, continued. This is the word. Continued, not the one we pray once and we are gone. We are gone. I will also take you to the words of Jesus about continu- continuation. Heartfelt, continued pray- oh. prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in his working. Let me break it down. The earnest, heartfelt, continued, I've broken down now. Of a righteous man, we are all righteous people. So don't say, a righteous man is a man in right standing with God. And once you've given your life to Christ, you've received the Holy Spirit. God does not, it doesn't count. You, you are new. You're a brand new person. You know, most people think they are, they, are, they are old self. And, you know, today, I was just, I think, I was standing. I was, I'm not sure what I was doing. Then God started talking to me about how he deals with stuff. And he says, I men, they like to deal with the past. Me, I deal with the future. I'm more potential focused than what you have done before. So, a man will say, ah, this one is not. So, if you remember sometimes, you know, there was this classmate of mine who reached out to me recently on Facebook. 
And ah, that guy was notorious in school. But he's a pastor now. I think we redeem or something in worry, someone worry. And he's not just a pastor. He, he, every social media I see him. He's preaching. You see his uh, mission work and all that stuff. But you know, at that moment when he reached me, the only thing in my head was, uh, was, was him. I don't want to say his name. And I remember that guy was notorious in school. He was someone your parents would tell you, don't associate to that one. That one, he will, he will lead it down the path. And God, God has found him. God has saved him. And the way God reasons is that God doesn't even remember that that guy went to that school. He doesn't. He just remembers that that guy, tomorrow he could win so many souls. Tomorrow he could impact lives. That's the way he thinks. But most people, we will never get beyond. That's the reason why when Freddy says you are the Jew. Oh, no, sorry, not Freddy. So when, when we get a scripture and we say, oh, yeah, I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. You, you begin to see your past. Like you, you are trapped in. Eh, Amy, great, please. My name and great is now associated in one sentence. And all that stuff. But God is seeing what he could make. I mean, Abraham was a Abraham was a pagan. He was worshipping idols when God found him. He was worshipping idols when God found him. And when God sent him, when God blessed him and wanted to make him a great nation, he said, one of the reasons, if you study, one of the reasons why God actually picked Abraham was because he said, I know that. If I bless you, you will teach your households. You understand? And that was also one key thing that um, David also had. So David made sure that he taught his sons the way of the Lord. In his arms, his guys, all his mighty men. He teaches them. So God can count on him to, you understand, um, deliver them. So the prayer of the righteous makes tremendous power available. That's dynamic power. Dynamic in his working. Dynamic in his working means dynamo, like chain, like it, it could fit into anything. So it could fit for your career. It could fit for your household. It could fit for the heartfelt prayer. The heartfelt prayer. So that heartfelt prayer can really be 10 minutes. You understand? Or can be 4 hours. And that's why you question why people will stay 6 hours. And do you understand? They've been doing it, doing it, doing it. There's nothing, nothing is changing. Because most times they are doing it, doing it, they are thinking, eh, Oh, which Allah you will help me. You understand? And then they pray, 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 pray. I, I mean, let's not pretend here. We've prayed sometimes that we are thinking, we are praying for something, but we are thinking how we God do it. How we God do it. You are thinking the solution. Ah, maybe when I leave here now, I will go and talk to this person. And there, there may be somebody here who is thinking, ah, when I leave here now, ah, I need to go and talk to this person. If I don't talk to this person, this can happen. Because your trust is in the arm of man. Man, that will go to sleep this night, I won't wake up to fast with us tomorrow. That's the one you have put your hand in. You're trusting. Ah, men have not disappointed you. They have actually. They have disappointed me so many times. Now, let's, let's, let, me, let me take you to the second, to the last scripture. Yeah, yeah. So, John 16, 24. John 16, 24. In that laptop, obviously. So, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So, Jesus saying, Up to this time, you have not asked a single thing in my name as presenting all that I am. But now, ask me and keep on asking. You remember that continued we talked about. So, Jesus said, 
ask me and keep on asking. So there are people that ask once and then they say, ah, God didn't hear, let me do my own thing and everything. That's what press is. You know what press is? Have you seen, I'm sorry, I may use this example, it's a bit uh, whatever, but have you seen um, um, this, there's this, this tribe, I think it's Indian tribe, when they want to wash clothes, there are some that hit it over stones, but there are some that press it. They keep pressing it, they'll jump on it, they'll press it, you know, men, you know, and then it will just be changed and they just keep pressing it until it becomes clean. Do you understand? Or have you seen a presser before? A presser machine. They used to pressing uh, uh, around the treasure floors and they just, it keeps pressing, 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 pressing until whatever happens. So, uh, an iron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes when you have a pressing iron that doesn't get very hot, maybe buy the fake Phillips. <laughs> we've all been there uh, maybe buy the fake Phillips and then uh, you've not had this iron that is, if you touch it you can't keep your hand too much on it but it will not threaten the clothes and I'm wondering what's going on here so you keep, keep at the same place and same place. And then after a while the clothes will now appear like Marco Gison now <laughs> I'm just feeling your leg the clothes now appear like Marco Gison but when you wait and look at the mirror, you'll be like, no, no, let me not look at this. I can't go out. So he said, um, now ask and keep on asking, and you will receive. Why would you receive? So that your joy may be, few, few, may be full and complete. Gladness, delight, and all those. So he, this scripture shows you that God is interested in you asking. So that you can be, I mean, there are people who really believe that God doesn't want to give them anything good. You understand? Ah, no, 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 God. Let's not talk about God. I mean, sometimes when we say let us pray, there are people that will be like, ah, hey, it's, it's like they are, they are to block the way this thing will come. You understand? Let's not remind God that He's coming, that we, are, we have this need. Let's not, no, am I lying? I'm not lying. There are people that when you say let us pray for something, let's say there's a need you have and it's a genuine need and it's not out of line with what God wills for your life, you know. You need something, something convenient. Maybe you need a, a place. Maybe you need a re- your rent and stuff like that. And then some people are comfortable with, eh, hey, God, not here. Before he says that, that's not my will and he blocks it. I don't know if you're... People do those permutations in their mind. Let's go, go down. Okay, okay, now. Okay, I've told you these things in parables, real language, arrogance. The hour is now coming when I shall no longer speak to you in figures of speech. But I tell you, about the father in plain words and openly. Go to the next scripture. Next and the final scripture. James 5 verse 13. Oh, that was before the 5 verse 16. I'll first go to John 15 17 and we'll do James 5, 5 verse 13 last. John 15 17. John 15 17. Okay, go down. Next one. First John. Try first John. There's no first John. Ah, I'm so John 15, 17. The one that says, ask whatever you will in my name. And okay, go to James 5, verse 13. Uh, I must have mixed up the scripture. No, 5, verse 13. 13. Just go back a bit. 16. Oh, 16. Nice. 16 verse 17, right? 
Go to James 5.13. Just go to James 5.13. Don't think you saw it now, right? Yeah, I know it's somewhere around there. So, so this is um, James. James talking. And he said, is anyone among you afflicted? Ill-treated, suffering, evil, he should pray. So that's, that's standard. Is anyone glad at heart? He should sing praise. So the first line, the A part of it says, if anyone is afflicted, is anyone suffering? Does anyone desire something? God is a good God. God is a good God. He wants to. He said you should ask and keep asking. I will give it to you. As sure as whatever you're asking is in line with my will. So he said, is anyone of you suffering? You know, there are people eh, who know everybody's problem but their own. Everybody's problem but their own. You know, there are people who know why why Foy should not be married to charity. No, I'm, I'm just telling you. There are people who know why charity should not be married to Foy. Oh, that um, Foy is, I'm not sure who is taller now. Foy is taller. Charity is not taller. You know, there are people who have an analysis of everybody's life. They know why these people should not be, they know why Jeffrey should not be doing this. You understand? They know why you should not be driving a Toyota. They know why they, they will say, ah, they know why Tommy is too young to be driving a high and high. <laughs> you understand? Like, they know everything. And, and, eh? Yes, yes, yes. They know why another person has not married. And they know why I'm not married. <laughs> I'm not married. And they, they know everything. But they desire these things, though. They desire some things in their life. There are things that they need. Because he said, Ask and keep asking in my name and I'll give you that your joy may be full and complete. So the reason is your joy may be full. So you'll be happy. You understand? So you'll get your own. So if I get your own and you get your own, I get my own. You understand what I'm trying to say? And so you desire something. I mean, it's not a must to get married. But if you desire to get married, you say you should ask. You should ask. If that's your desire, Instead of going critiquing another person and all that stuff, ask me. Tell me this is what I want. You desire this. You desire a new job. You desire to move to a new city. He says, you ask. Instead of sitting down, you are going through your page and describing all the people, all the celebrities that should not have had money. Or they mistakenly stumbled on money. Everything. He said, ask. He said, ask. If you are suffering, if you are afflicted, and I mean, don't use it literally like that. But if there's anything in your life that is not making your joy complete, there's something you're looking at. Yeah, you're, you look at your life and be like, ah, my joy is not complete. Oh. And this thing is not against the will of God. And the will of God is that, what is the will of God really? The will of God is the word of God over you. So what is the will of God for the tribe? The scriptures that we shared in the group and the scriptures that Paul just read out right now. That's the will of God for the tribe this year. Do you understand? He said that we should be planted and we will be like cedars of Lebanon. Where, you know, on Monday we talked about where are the places you want to be planted. That's the will of God. So he said, God, I want to be planted in this. And instead of saying, ah, this person doesn't have patience. He doesn't have patience with me. You understand? Why can't you have the higher patience so that you can cover this person's own patience? He said, God, ah, you said we should ask. This patience is in will. It's your will for my life that I should be more patient, that I should be more loving. Freddie talked about this morning when we were praying. He talked about, talked about loving, 
that we should be more loving and stuff like that. And he go to God. Instead of saying, oh, how that, you know, there are people who know what, everything that is wrong with the tribe. How that people are not loving here. They just say it. They are not loving. Why can't you sit down and say, God, I need to be more loving. I need, can my love, can you even give me enough love to cover everybody's love so that all of us, they can share from my love. You know, there are things you have that people share from. You have more than enough. And that's what, that's God's heart for you today. That's the reason why we're pressing. Because we, there's a purpose. You're on earth for a purpose. On a purpose for a purpose. Very important. You need to understand that. You can't miss that. There's a reason why you're here. There's an assignment. Pastor, uh, the one that has the name like Kenya. Pastor Sam. Pastor Samuel. The, the, Pastor Samuel. Bonogo. Bonogo. Uh, uh, yeah. The one that preached on the first, on the course of our night. Yes. And, you know, he, he, he reminded us again how that God wants to bring us, wants to build capacity and character in us. The reason why God builds capacity and character is not so, you're not, you're not like a battery that you just keep charging, 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 charging. You explode now. They, give, they charge you so that you can serve somebody, so that you can, like a phone. You dissipate, you can, there's a purpose for your life. And believe me, see, if you're hearing it, if you're hearing it now, it's because you are the right person to hear it. There's a purpose for your business. There's a reason why you have to take that place where you work. There's a reason why God is building you for somewhere. You, you have no idea. Listen to me. If all of us sitting down here, you, if you work with God, honestly work with God and do His will, you have no idea where you'll be in the next 20 years. You have no idea what field you'll be dominating and spreading the will of God and the kingdom of God over there. You have no idea. So that's the reason why we pray. We're pressing to know, okay, what's the heart of the Father for this year? We need to press, we need to take it. So beyond, beyond also pressing it, so you stop the, the issue of saying, God, do, 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 do. Once you know, one thing is, once you know the will of God over a matter, you not take authority over it. So when you don't know, you ask God, what is your will over this? What's your will over this? What's your will over this? And when you know that the will of God over this meeting is that we should sit down here is what? You understand? And then one spirit has occupied one body. And he's distracting and he's shouting up and down. You stand up and you rebuke the spirit. You don't say, God, please, what do we do? This person is disturbing our meeting. You understand? And that's the way in your life, as I round up, in your life, there are things that are there that are not supposed to be there. They have occupied the space. They have made you unhappy. They just, you sit down. Sometimes you wake up in the night, you know. These days, God just wakes me up in the night and then there's something pressing in my heart and I just start praying about it. And then, boom. And you keep praying consistently. You pray till you have peace. You know, have you ever, that's like, they call it um, praying through. You pray till you have, sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's 5 minutes, but most times it's long. So, <laughs> most times it's longer so that you can go and pray 5 minutes and say you have peace. You understand? No, most times it's long. But you see, you don't just pray blah, 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 and then you go. No, no, no. You press in. You press in. After a while, eh, if it's a matter, maybe there's just something dysfunctional about your family or something that you don't like. You don't like to see. After a while, anger, there's a spirit, there's a future anger that will just get, you just begin to call names of all the things that are wrong and then just begin to correct them. And then after a while, you just feel this calmness like dew will just fall on you. And you know that you've, you've, you've cracked it. You've cracked it and all that stuff. So this is the reason. Everything I've said now, this is the reason why we pray. This is the reason why we do kingdom work. This is the reason why for he's talking about how we need to get a new home because just as God has saved you from depression, just as God has saved you from whatever it is, there's your story needs to reach somebody. He wants to occupy your body. He needs that authority. 
to tell somebody something somewhere. He needs you to play. He needs you to, do you understand? Your life has got to have a meaning. It has a purpose. There's a purpose for your life. Don't sit down. The devil will tell you oh, it's purposeless and all that stuff and everything. And I hope that with these few points of mine, you don't die. All right. So, so let's pray. Can we stand up? So let's thank God. Please, can we not, can we not do Can you really thank God? Can you really thank God? The, the NS heartfelt prayer. The NS heartfelt prayer of a believer, of a righteous man. It makes power available. It makes power available, except you don't believe it. Most of our problem is actually unbelief. We don't believe. We don't believe. We know, but we don't believe. We don't believe in that thing. Tell him thank you for these words. Thank you for enlightening me. Thank you for opening up my mind. Thank you for the light that's come into my, my life today. Thank you for the things you've taught me. And even if you know it before, thank you for reminding me. Thank you for reminding me that I'm special, that I've got a purpose. And then say, in the name of Jesus, God, I commit my life into your hands. I ask that you use me. I will open up, I will give you authority in the places I've never given you authority. I'm beginning to think about those places. I'll give you authority in the places I've never given you authority in. To do the things. Let your mighty power, let your mighty will, let your mighty, let your mighty will, let your mighty purpose be done on earth through me. Let it be done on earth through me. Let me do, stop looking at your pocket. Stop looking at where you are. Stop looking at what you look like. If you look at the 10 years challenge, you realize that God can take people to anywhere he wants to take people to. Tell him, thank you. Let use me in the places you need to use me. You know the places where you love to operate. He has naturally put those things in your heart. You love media. You love, you love sports. You love whatever it is you love. You love politics. He has put them in your heart. He's a pointer to the places he wants you to play eventually. Maybe not tomorrow. But tell him, thank you. Thank you for your using me. I give you authority to use me. Call those places you want God to use you in. Call those sectors. Call those places. Please open your mouth and pray. The power is actually saying the word. It's not in murmuring. The power is in saying the word. Because you know who you are. You carry the Holy Spirit. You are the most important thing. Everybody wants this your body. Everybody wants this your body. Everybody. Every spirit. They want to occupy your body. But God has occupied your body. So you know you are special. You are important. You are loved. You are not the one that will die. You are not the one that will be depressed. You are not the one that will be depressed. You are not the one that will be discouraged from the things of life. Open up your mouth. Say, God, use me. Call those places. Call those places. There's power here tonight. Call those places. Everywhere God will use you. Everywhere. Call it out. Call it out. Speak those things. Speak those things. Give him authority over your extended family. Give him authority over your immediate family. Now ask him for the things that you will. The things that you want. That is in will with his heart. The things that, you, you, that he wants you to have. The things that will make your life easy. They will make your life better. Open your mouth and ask him. Tell him, Lord, I, I know you know I want this. I desire this. I desire this that my joy may be full. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. I give you authority. Give it to me. Open up your mouth and pray. You've not come here to watch. You've not come here to look. This is a powerful moment. The word has been preached to you so that you can pray. It's not been preached to you so that you can just walk out. It's been preached. Those words have been sown so that they can produce fruit in your life. Speak those words. Speak those words. 
over those situations. If you need space, you can go to the back. Speak those words over those situations in your life. Call the things that are disturbing you to stop. The troubles you've been going through, let them stop today. Tonight is that night. You understand why we pray. You understand why we do the things we do. Now take authority because you have authority. You have authority. God has the power. He's waiting for you. Give me the, give me the authority. Let me do the things. Let me move. Let me do the things I need to do. So I want us to pray for the grace. For those of us here, if you're still struggling with prayers, so Father, we're praying that if everyone here, you will restore in them and rekindle in their hearts the desire and the, the power to pray, the power to stay, the power to wait, the power to fast, the power to press, the power to receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, thank you for your words that you have shared and spoken to our hearts. A prayer today is for every one of us here that is still yet to understand that you have given us authority and you have given us power to act. We pray, Lord Almighty, you bring us to the place where we understand that, Lord, we matter to your plan. And that your kingdom rests upon the shoulders of your sons because the government will be upon our shoulders. So we know for certain that you have plans for earth, you have plans for this country, and we have a part to play. Father, we are praying, Lord Almighty, today that every one of us here will, will become strong, O oh God, in the place of prayer. We ask that, Lord Almighty, restore the zeal to pray. If anyone here may have lost that, restore that zeal to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's be seated for a bit. Um, please put your hands together for Dozier. Celebrate Dozier. Amen. All right. Um, so good evening. We're closing in the beats, um, but um, we'll take our offerings. And if this is your first time, we'd also like to recognize you. But there was something God taught me recently this week. Um, so in December, I, we had this season where um, usually there's some kind of monies I expect that didn't come. And somewhere in my mind, I just hoped that it would come in January. It didn't come in January. In first week in January. It must have to come in January. So first week in January, it didn't come. Second week again, you know, it didn't come. And then by the third week, by this week, I just, by Monday, I just sort of realized, okay, God, what's the plan? I now have to ask God, what's the plan? And, um, and God was, I, what I heard was hanging there. Okay, fine. And guess what? On Tuesday, I needed to sort out something that was urgent. On Wednesday, I needed to sort out something that was urgent. I just didn't worry. On Tuesday, one of the monies dropped. That, but the smallest of all of them all dropped. But it was good enough to sort out Wednesday. Then there were things I wanted to sort out today. And then another one dropped. The second smallest of them all. So it was as though God was trying to get my attention on something. And when Doze was saying that we have, we're spirits, we are really a spirit. Because we don't judge by our senses. Um, now there are three things if you're going through a financial drought there are three things one of them is really that maybe God has you in a season where it, you just have to be here to prepare you for what is coming sometimes financial drought can really be that you are not very prudent and you just have to live with the consequence of not having been prudent and there's a third alternative of, um, of just the realities of life so um, he told me something he said now, let me ask you guys a question. How do you bury something? 
How do you bury something? Anybody here? How do you bury how do you bury something? No, anything. You dig the ground and you put it down. Okay. Second question. Now track with me, yeah? Second question. How do you plant something? So what is the difference between planting and buried? Because the process is the same. But there are two different events. And God told me, Freddie, I just planted you. You're not buried. Um, so don't read your season of planting as a burial. See it for what it is. And it says, except a its seed falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. And in dying, you bring forth and you bring forth life. And that has somehow encouraged me as well. So I want to encourage every one of us here as you go through the season of life. Remember that when, thing, when you get into the ground underneath the soil, you're not dead. You're not buried. You're planted. In due course, you will bloom. And you're meant to bloom where you're planted. And when Dozie was speaking, in course of the week, we had this conversation. And the first question was, the first question someone asked us was, um, why do good things happen to bad? Why do bad why do bad things happen to good people and you know that biggest existential question if God is a good God why is there so much evil in the world Ryo you look like you had an answer for it okay Jenny. Um, I literally just wrote this down today it's first John 5 okay um, I want to open my Bible to, to read it out loud sorry First John five. First John five nineteen. First John five nineteen. I asked God this question also, and when I was looking for the answer, this was what I got. First John five nineteen. Yes, we know that we are children of God that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. This, for me, what I understood from it was that we all, okay, this verse and um, John 15, the very last verse in John 15 before um, Jesus prayed for his disciples. He was about to die. I remember that when he told them that in this world you will surely have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This verse and him telling them that just explained to me that so far as we are here, the very, what I understood, the very essence of earth had been, like when sin came, it corrupted the earth itself. Okay. The earth is not this physical thing we're saying. I think you've answered the oh, question. Okay, sorry. Right. So I, I, this is an answer, and I like that it's scriptural, because the world is under the power of the evil one. There's a context to this, though. So bad and good, bad will happen to both good and bad. All right, anybody else? One more person, then Delph. Exercising. Okay, anybody else? Makocho, what's your answer? I'll take you. see the light like you can't appreciate the light unless you've been in darkness um there is no way you can appreciate god's 
power unless you've experienced evil. Um, and the reason why evil is around is because of the fact that we allow it, like you said. But at the same time, um, it just goes back to when Jesus was trying to, like, say, um, was trying to heal a man. And he said, you know, it did not, it, it did not sin, um, but it was born blind. And then the reason why it was, it was born blind was because of the fact that God wants to show forth his glory in him. And so, um, for us to appreciate the light and the power and the salvation that God is about to release, um, we possibly have to like experience some darkness of some sort. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you. I think I think there are really no wrong answers. There are perspectives, but I like that one as well. Let's look at Roma, uh, Genesis 11 verse 6. Now, um, this is what I need us to live with. Does he answer it? But here is how he answered it. When he spoke about how God is being, God is limited by his own words like if god has spoken the word he's not going to come and break it so from the design of the earth he made earth and gave it to the sons of man so the earth has been outsourced completely to us so the earth is actually in the domain the earth is actually ours to rule to subdue to claim to till he said subdue the earth dominate it and all of those things and in christ our dominion has been restored yeah our dominion has been restored but our dominion has to be enforced but think about it genesis 11 6 this is what god says if, any, if as one people speaking in the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan will be impossible to them. Now, God once again admitted that man was capable of destroying the earth. He's saying man has dominion and nothing is impossible to man. That's which he has, has anything he wants to do, is, nothing is impossible to him. So somehow God recognized the will of man. Every man has a will. There is evil in the earth because there are collateral damage of having a will. For those of us that will say, God, man should not be evil. You're asking God to take away the will of man. Unfortunately, the love he has for us allowed for him to give us the will. And your will means you will always choose. You will choose to submit. And when you submit and align with him, you, he uses you. Or when you submit to the devil, the devil uses you. So we have work to do. And the work we have to do, we cannot... Part of Nigeria's problem is that here in Nigeria, we expect God to do what he has given us the capacity and the power to do for ourselves. That's what we expect. So as you live here, take this with you. You have your hands and your feet and your leg to carry out the work. God is not going to come and do it by himself. He will do it through us. All right? You want to say something? Okay, okay. Sorry. I've been trying. I felt this is going to be an example to practice some of the things they've talked today about exercising your authority. So... <laughs> I was lamenting when I came in here that I went to go and collect my PVC today. And I can tell you that it's pure pandemonium when I went there. There is no system in trying to get it out. You can imagine trying to order people to just be orderly, just to collect your PVC. But as I was there, the only thing I could think of was to pray. I actually exercised my authority and I was praying in tongues. I was like, God, how do we order this? Because it seems like it was about just turning into full-born born chaos. But as I prayed and I did, at least the, now after I finished praying, after it seemed like nothing would have happened, eventually something came out. And the eventuality was that even after I had prayed, I joined hands with other people who were willing to bring about order. So it wasn't just that I prayed and folded my arms. You have to put your hands and work. 
So wherever it is you are going, whatever it is you are doing, if you have that opportunity to do something, please do it. And obviously with the help of the Holy Spirit, he would make things work. So that's just the opportunity. That was that. what I wanted to do. Um, in the Bible, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize two things. Love is not just a noun, it's a verb. Faith is not just a noun, it's a verb. And it's both. So after you've believed, do. Um, let's give our offerings. Father, thank you for the seed in our hands because, oh God, you have blessed our bread and our water and we're privileged to give. It's a joy to give. It's a blessing to give. Um, it's an act of worship to give. And Lord, we thank you that as we give, we'll never run out of that which you give. And we pray that you bless our hands and bring more to us in Jesus' name. Amen. If this is your first time here, let's quickly recognize you. If it's your first time at the tribe, let's recognize you. Hi, you're welcome. All right, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, so this is the tribe. Uh, we meet here Sundays, Thursdays. Um, so if you're around the neighborhood on Sunday, please come around. Um, and Thursdays, yeah, we meet here as well. In course of the week, we have other things. But if you stay on social media, you you will find that. So it's a privilege, and we're glad to have you guys. Thank you for coming. Um, on Sunday, we have David Kenner here. It's a worship service. Um, I want you to do something. Please clap to that. David is David is one of the few worshipers that I know really do carry his presence. Um, the second, so come with a friend on Sunday. Come with somebody. I think sometimes. We experience so much of his presence, we keep it to ourselves. I don't think that's the plan. Tochiko was talking about the need for us to enlarge our coast. And I think it's just a decent thing to do. So on Sundays, we come and people are standing and the place is too tight and, and it's hot. And we just want to jump and have... I don't want to be party to that kind of practice. I think our pursuit of God will mean that we serve and steward his work like our home. If my AC is not working in my house, I don't sleep. They, they have to fix it. Yeah. No, it's not bougie is that I understand life has quality. You understand? And even in the house of the Lord, honestly, so that if an AC is not working, it's not for you to... You, that's selfish. We're not called to do that. We're not called to live for self. You understand? And your practice, if your, your work with God is not growing in love or growing in faith and even growing in generosity, something is missing in the recipe. The diet is not complete. It's meant to be total. So Raya is saying, empty your wardrobes, bring stuff for people. And you have to do it. It's the work. It's what we are called to. All right. Good night, guys.
can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.